Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. That's good. How's it going, Andy? Good, Patrick. It's, it's going good. Usually I'm the one that says, how's it going first? So I'm kind of off my game now. I beat you. Yeah, you messed up the whole podcast episode now. We'll have to start over. Yeah. <sighs> Other than that, I'm doing good. Weather's nice. Yeah. Uh, job's good. Everything's good, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Halloween is coming, Patrick, and it's my mm-hmm. my favorite time of the year. Love Halloween. So this is your jam, yeah. Halloween. Yeah. What What are your What are your traditions on Halloween? Before we jump into our design topic. Hmm, that's a great question. So my traditions. Um, I'm a person who really likes to watch scary movies. Most of my family don't like watching scary movies, so I watch a lot of scary movies by myself when I get time. Um, I am a fan of um, the, the ghost movies, and there are, there are a few that I um, often um, revisit every year. So my personal traditions, I watch a lot of horror movies, um, namely The Sixth Sense. Love that movie. Ooh. What Lies Beneath. That's a good one. Also a great one. Ooh. Um, However, as a family, we always watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Classic. And we watch um, the Thriller music video, you know, the Michael Jackson Thriller music video all the time, just on repeat. So The extended, the 35-minute one or whatever it is? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's a lot of what's going on in my house um, during this time of year. Lots of- Do you, are you a haunted house person? Nobody, nobody will go to a haunted house with me. I am one of those people, but no one in my family will go. So I'm waiting till my kids, you know, grow a backbone and will will go with me. <laughs> um, so I will be in a few years to answer your question. Yeah, yeah, nice. You trick or treater? Heck yeah, man! I love trick or treating. You go, you go int- out and get candy for free, like absolutely. Yeah. Do you dress up when you go when you go out? Yeah, I usually do. Put a tape of nickel on your back and you're like, I'm set. <laughs> yeah. Tape a tape an error message on your chest. Uh-huh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Last year I don't think I dressed up. I can't remember for the actual trick or treating. Um but yeah, love that part. Do you know who Silent Bob and Jay are? I know who they are. I don't think I've ever seen any of their movies. Yeah. I think I'm going to go. I think I think all I need to do with my hair and my beard, and where I always wear a hat on backwards, I think all I need to do is put a trench coat on, and I'm Silent Bob. <laughs> yes, you I got my, I got my con- I got my costume. <laughs> I'm just going to go as Kevin Smith. People are like, who are you? I'm like, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I tried to talk my daughter into going as Jay. But she won't do it. She won't do it, really. Okay. No, she doesn't know who he is or anything, so. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So what sort of, uh, do you you guys at your house have any Halloween traditions that I should be aware of, that I should spiel to steal? Yeah. um, 
I mean, trick-or-treating is the big one, right? That's mm-hmm. the big night. So we, we enjoy trick-or-treating. Leave the leave the bucket of candy with the take one candy on the porch, and then we all go. Um, so the other... The other Halloween, the other traditions that we have, we don't we don't have a ton of traditions, Andy. But the other ones we do have is we do watch a couple scary movies throughout the month, you know, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but we like to go to the the corn mazes and stuff. Because hmm. I'm not big on being scared. I don't really like it that much. <laughs> uh, it's not enjoyable. <laughs> it's not enjoyable. So we like going to like the harvest festivals, you know, like the fall festivals and stuff like yes. that. The corn mazes and the 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 gunny sack slides and like that kind of stuff. So we we'll, we might hit a couple of those because every every little city here in Utah has something like that going on on mm-hmm. some level. So yeah, we like to go around and hit a hit a few of those. Jump in a jump in a corn uh, a corn pit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while. <laughs> you gotta the, love those the, corn pits. <laughs> the corn pits are great, and you smell horrible, and there's corn everywhere in your body for the next week and a half yes yeah, you, you scratch your ear like three days later and a piece of corn falls out corn comes out. <laughs> we also do a uh, like a we do a we do a pumpkin party everybody gets together we get together and carve pumpkins oh that's fun like have desserts and carve pumpkins and stuff so we're pretty chill but we but the cool part about Halloween, it's like all month. You can start doing those things at the beginning of October. You can go exactly. to your first like haunted house or corn festival or whatever at the beginning of the month, and then just every week you're just doing something. Yes, exactly. That's why this this holiday is it just keeps on giving. It's a great one. The user experience of Halloween is fantastic because the payoff really is. is real. The payoff is it's not like Christmas. We've talked about this before. Christmas, there's so much build up, and it just doesn't ever really kind of like. It just never really does it, you know. It kind of ends and then it kind of fizzles off, and then you're like, oh. "Yeah." But Halloween, there's no like ha- the next day is November. Like it yeah. ends on Halloween night. It ends on a bang, and that's it. Yeah, it's awesome. There's no like wind down period. Now you just got this. You got a whole bag of candy that you can eat for the rest for the next three months. And the whole month of October. <laughs> yeah. Which you you probably should um, try to eat all of it in one night. That's probably the best way to go. Yeah. But yeah, I love your point. The whole month of October, you're just doing stuff. You're just you're having parties, you're going to fun activities, all that awesome stuff. Whereas like December, you know, Christmas, you do have some parties here and there for Christmas. Like you got your company parties, um, family parties, but really the whole time you're like stressing out about getting people gifts or, yeah. or you're a kid and you're like, man, when is it going to come? You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, Way better holiday, in my opinion, Halloween. Yeah. Well, you know exactly what you're going to get every year, and it never it never disappoints. Yes. It's always a crescendo. It's always like, ah, a big party at the end, and then, all right, and wait till next year. Yeah. <laughs> and it is that time, Patrick. You know, it's just like how all the companies start celebrating Christmas like two months early. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I officially deem... <laughs> I say mid-September is when you're cool to start putting up your decorations and start celebrating. Yeah. I'm with you. It is. That is my... It's, mid, it's mid-December right now. Mid-September, yes. It is mid-September yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, not December. <laughs> <sighs> so all of you, all of you listening right now, are you putting up your 
your Halloween <laughs> decorations while you're listening to this podcast. Because if you're not, I urge you to. Do it right after you listen. We'll do it while you listen. Yeah. Yeah, pop in pop in your 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 Raycons, right, Patrick? And <laughs> Yeah. And start start putting up them decorations. Start get going go get your Halloween candy, you know, for when the kids come. And listen to a great design topic. Yeah. Speaking of which <laughs> Oh yeah, that's what we what, do, right? What is our what is our design design topic today? <laughs> Brother Andy. <laughs> well, Patrick, let's go ahead and find out uh, what our design topic is by consulting the Design Much official random topic generator list. Which we need to work <laughs> on that name, but that's what it's called. <laughs> and so today, today's topic, Patrick, um, comes from Jessica Goldman. And uh, Jessica, nice. she wrote in wanting to know here's what she said um what really makes someone a senior designer when all companies have different promotion scales hmm this is a deep question i'll give you pretty deep i'll I'll give you the first philosophic answer and then we can go to a more of a practical answer philosophically it's when you learn that you're not good at design. That's when you learn your, that's when you have officially arrived as a senior designer, right? Because you start out in your career, you're like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just a kid. I just don't know what's going on. And I'm just Mm -hmm. trying really hard and I'm learning and learning. And then you get to a point where you get really arrogant and you get really cocky and you're like, I know everything about design. I'm the best designer ever. Right. And then, then there's a point where you get, you get busted by something, you find some humility and then you go back down. (laughs) <laughs> and then you are a senior designer. Does everybody get busted at some point? Like, is there, there a moment in everyone's career, Patrick, when that happens? I, I don't know. I think I think it's either you're either humbled by something, where it's like, yeah, you know, maybe it's maybe you're humbled by a younger designer, or a, not a, maybe <laughs> not even a younger designer, but like a junior designer. You see their design, you're like, whoa, that was pretty good. And you're like, maybe I'm not so good. <laughs> Or, or there's a point at which somebody starts asking you questions, right? So mm-hmm. you're like this arrogant, Ooh, and then people are asking you questions, and you don't know the answer to those questions. Like like a, another senior designer, a mid-level designer comes to you and asks you a question about some process or whatever, and you're like, I don't really know. Um, or you get bored, right? Mm-hmm. Like you hit a point where like you kind of get bored and you go, uh, maybe I don't know everything, right? Because, like, it seems like I've done a bunch of stuff, but I haven't done that or that yet. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of get bored in your space. I think philosophically that's where you hit the hit the senior designer spot where you're ready. Maybe you're not ready to be a senior designer, but that's where up here philosophically, mentally in your head, you're ready to be a senior designer. Yeah. I think that's really interesting, and I think – the big difference between mid-level and senior is at least what I've seen and experienced in my career is the tools they use. I feel like mid-level designers, if I put them all in a box, all you mid-level designers, <laughs> um, a lot of you, um, you do feel like you have a lot of the answers. Like you, you've had some experience doing design, you've cranked some good stuff out as a designer. And so you feel like you can do a lot of it on your own. Um, and 
I think the big difference between the mid-level and the senior is senior designers, they, they use a lot of tools that allow them to facilitate a design. So mm-hmm. whereas it, those tools allow them to not be the only person that's, you know, building this design, um, they're a lot better with communicating with others. Um, and what I mean by facilitating design, to go back to that really quick, is, you know, they use tools like, um, uh, you know, specific tools. Like, I could say like card sorting. They, they use workshops. They use... Um, you know, design sprints, and they're, they're able to facilitate um, ideas that can form into a design versus a, a mid-level designer that just takes something, says, here's my idea, I'm going to crank it out into this beautiful design, and, you know, I'm going to give it to developers without really getting a lot of input. And I think seniors are really good at um, communicating. Um, we talked about this before, at storytelling um, and using those tools that help them design um, not just what is in their own heads, but what, you know, collectively what users need, what um, the stakeholders need. Um, that's how they're able to create a design that is best for all of all of those uh, entities. I think that's kind of the difference in my mind. So mm-hmm. um, I think I, I'm saying, Patrick, in a very long-winded way that I agree with you. <laughs> well, I think, I think, too, I agree with you. And I think, too, oh, sweet. when... When you sort of arrive from a from a philosophical standpoint as a as a senior designer, regardless of what, regardless of your experience and regardless of where you work and what they think as a senior designer, you arrive when you don't have to figure that out anymore, right? It's like you're the question in your head is like, how do I know? Oh, I know, I know how to do that. Like you're, you're mm-hmm. designing something, like how do I know if the user's gonna like this? And you're like, I don't know. I'm gonna use this, this, and this to figure it out, right? Rather than being like. I don't know who 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 knows this answer. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of standing around, going, I, I don't know if there's any tools. But you get to a point where it's like you you proactively know and understand what tool is what, and you proactively reach out and figure it out really quickly. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's hard to judge because a lot of people, I think, um, based on their backgrounds, where they come from, what they've done in the past, where their education is. Some people come at that a lot faster than other people. Mm-hmm. You know, some people it takes a lot more experience and a lot more practice to get to that point, whereas others may jump into it a couple of years into their career and be ready for that kind of thing. But yeah. I do think I do think a lot of people too jump into a senior role way before they're supposed to be. You know, way before they have that what we've been talking about, right? I think a lot of people jump into a senior career. Um, senior level career where they're still kind of in that arrogant phase. I know everything. <laughs> that teenage phase, right? They haven't, they haven't actually grown up yet. Yes. But they are good, and so they get into a senior role. And I think that's when, that's kind of probably another moment or, a, you know, a moment in time where they realize, oh, I'm, you know, I'm drowning here. I don't really know this. Oh, that's very true. And I think um, one thing I w- wanted to mention too is like experience in terms of like you've experienced the whole design process um, many times and you've you've learned a lot of things from that um, for example yeah. I, I think I, I've, rec- I've recalled like us when you know back when I worked at Canopy we were looking for a senior designer or we were looking for a designer at one point and we had a couple seniors apply and I remember having a certain individual come in and this person you know hadn't actually ever shipped anything you know they've they've had lots of interesting designs and everything and they, they've explored 
they've used tools, but they've never actually experienced what it was like to work with developers to get something out the door. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to say a senior designer or somebody is a senior designer if they've never even experienced that one time. Um, yeah. So I think in terms of senior, uh, that also implies that you have some age <laughs> in the game. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that you're just like, it's not how much you get paid. It's not um, how old you are specifically, but it's like you've had some experience dealing with this and you know what it's like to start a project. In terms of, in terms of uh, you know, she brings up a good point in terms of how other companies look at requirements for a senior designer i think it's i think there's a standard i think i think there's a standard realm of that right which is you've probably worked at a couple of companies one two companies you have shipped a product or something a product or a group of features or something right to the customer Mm -hmm. and you've probably been in you've probably been a ux practitioner for five years is probably kind of the generalized like you're a senior designer. I would yeah, think. maybe in the UX world. Now, depending on who you are, you could have more experience, you could have less experience, you could have whatever. And but I think kind of once you hit that mark, I wouldn't say that once you hit five years in designing, you're necessarily a senior designer. But I think that's like when people apply. Those are kind of the gauges. Like, if I'm looking at a resume, right, that's kind of where I'm looking. I'm like, how many yeah. years of experience do they have? Have they worked at a couple of companies? Um, what's their UX background? You know, a lot of, um, I think that plays into it, too, when you're, you know, you come from a graphic design background and you're moving into UX. Like, maybe you've got 10 years of graphic design experience, which is great but you don't really have the UX experience yet. So maybe I wouldn't say you were a senior yet in that world, maybe a senior yeah. graphic designer, but not a senior UX designer. So, but I think, I think that's, those are the kind of statistics you would look for. I think as far as promotion, you know, getting promotions, I think what we've, what we've kind of defined at canopy is, you know, you get into a, you get kind of into a spot where you start looking at mentoring and you start feeling like you're not as challenged. And that's when I start thinking about, okay, maybe this person is a senior designer, hmm. you know? Like, are they are they in meetings starting to like, you know, participate really well in critiques? Are they, are they adding value that way? Are they trying to reach out and mentor people um, even though they're not assigned to? Are they, you know, are they giving advice to other designers on the team? Not just design advice, but like, how to work with your developer's advice or, you know, how to work with the boss advice or whatever. Like when, when they start doing that, I started to go, okay, well maybe it's time to, to step them up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Nice. So, so in that scenario, when, when you've like, you've noticed that somebody's starting to step up and they might be ready for a, a senior level role in terms of responsibilities, um, you, do you use, like set that up with them? Like say, like, I think you're ready to become a senior or do you wait for them to say, I want, when, when can I become a senior and get that, that promotion? I think it depends on the person. I think mm-hmm. some people are, at least in my experience, I think some people are more hungry about it and more aware of it. Like, Hey, I'm trying to do this to be more mm-hmm. senior. Right. Some people are more like, they're not showing those skills yet, but they're like, I want to be senior. 
so what are the skills I need to show that I'm senior? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're asking for the promotion. And then other people are like, I hit them in a one-on-one and say, dude, I think you're, I think you're ready to go. You know, like, I think, I think I want to move you to a senior role. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, well, you're showing all the signs of a senior, you know, you're, you're humble. You, uh, you know, everybody's got problems and everybody needs to work on stuff, but like, you know, you're humble, you're, you're active, you're, you care about what you're working on. You know, you're trying to advance the product and advance the business. You're trying to coach others. You know, I think that those are all good signs of you're ready to be a senior person, yeah. senior designer on the team. And that, again, that may be somebody who's been doing it three years or somebody has been doing it eight years, 10 years. It just depends on the maturity level of that person. You know, some people grow up faster than others, Andy. Yeah, that's true, Patrick. Some people take a long time. It took me 30-something years to figure out what I wanted to do. (laughs) And you still haven't grown up yet. (laughs) And I still haven't grown up. (laughs) Which, you know, Patrick, that's that's the right thing to do. Don't, Don't grow up. But in your Don't case, you're 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 much more of a mature individual, right? Just naturally, you I know. Don't, I don't think I agree with that. I, I put on <laughs> put on a facade, Patrick. I'm actually just a I'm just a kid. I don't know what you're talking about. You're just much more uh, <laughs> uh, thoughtful and willing to take on those responsibilities, right? That's good, right? That's not a bad yeah, I guess. thing. Yeah. You can still have fun and smile and party and whatever else, but. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, I I think I agree with you, Patrick. Now I have a kind of a random aside question for you. Um, So Jessica, you know, reached out asking about how different companies have different promotion skills. Um, You've been a manager for some time, a director of UX. I've actually experienced some companies when I've when I've reached out, tried to apply um, some other companies. I've I've experienced some that don't really have a promotional aspect to them, where you're just basically a designer when you get hired onto that company. There's not it doesn't break it out into junior, mid level, or senior, and you don't get promotions with that. You just get you might get like a paid promotion, you know, but you don't get like the title. Um, what is your take on that? On having having a culture where you have a label like you know i'm now a senior designer or i'm just a designer is that important to have those labels and why do you think that would be um i don't know i it depends on the person because i think i think some people care about that stuff more than others i think there are people that don't really care too much about that and mm-hmm. their growth is their growth is an aside to that, right? Like, their growth is just, you know, gaining more skills and more knowledge and becoming the best designer ever. And like, they that's all they care about. They don't necessarily care about title or they don't care about, um, you know, professional growth in that way. You know, they just want to be a kick-ass designer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think they're still growing. They're still doing the same thing. There's just you're not adding a scale to it. You're not adding a um, you're not adding a label to it. I yeah. think it's important in a company that they do that, though, like because I think I think people get bored um, quickly in our industry, and then they go somewhere else, right? Like 
they'll be at a company for two or three years, get bored of what they're working on, get bored of stuff, and they're not challenged. And I think I think if you can at a company, um, I think you should provide something that challenges them. You know, a next level, right? Like, like in the gaming world, once I once I hit level twenty, like how do I get to level twenty one? Right? Like, what do I need to do? I'm gonna keep playing. You don't want to. You don't want a game that you get bored at, where you're like, "I've done this a billion times. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. just going to keep playing." Um, you you want to be challenged again. So I think, I think it's important to provide those challenges. I think everybody does it differently. You know, I think certain companies, if you're at a startup company, those challenges are are harder to come by, because you know there's just not a ton of money for promotions all the time, and you know maybe you don't have a big enough team to really create a mentorship program or anything else that challenges your designers um so those may be a little harder to come by than at a bigger company and then yeah some companies are just like yeah come work here for you know 10 years you're probably gonna you're, you're gonna grow and you're gonna get a salary for being here you know salary increase for just putting in the time mm-hmm. um and that's fine but you know what do you what do you what do you get from it when you leave right as a as a professional in your career what do you get from that? If you go work at a company where you're just, you know, a designer for 10 years and yeah. granted, maybe you make a lot of money there and you're happy there when you move on to your next venture, right? Um, how do they, how do they look at that? Like, do they look at that being like, I'm looking for a senior level person. This person has 10 years of experience, but did they not get promoted? Did they not get, you know what what happened there like what were they just they were just designing for eight years and they were just content with that like some companies wouldn't wouldn't look at that as being a positive thing even though that person obviously like grew in those 10 years maybe it maybe it comes off to them as being like this person's not as hungry or whatever so i think it can be detrimental to your personal career if you're not if you're not trying to you know gain a title of some kind or something like that i think it can be detrimental i don't think it should determine you know who you are and that you know that kind of thing but there's been debates over titles before just the title itself should designers have titles and blah 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 and people get all altruistic about no there shouldn't be designers you know titles with designers but i think professionally you're trying to build a career right and you're trying to Mm -hmm. figure out what you're going to do next and keep progressing and moving on and so i think I think as a company, I think it's your obligation to, as a manager, I think it's your obligation to provide opportunities for growth so that when they leave your company, which they eventually will do, um, that they're better than when they started at your company, right? Somehow. Yeah. And they have something to show for it, you know? Yep. No, that's awesome. So. Yeah. Then I would definitely have to agree with that. I think um, I, I personally like the idea of having those titles. Um, you know, it's not really exactly a way for the, the company to dangle a carrot over me. I more see it as a way of growth. It is a way for mm-hmm. me to see, um, if I, if I'm starting out as a designer, I can see like, especially if the company has it laid out very well. And, um, I'll, I have definitely have to give it to Workfront where I work now at, it, they have very clear defined roles and what those roles mean and what those responsibilities come with those roles. And um, if I come in as a junior, I can see, well, here's how I can grow at this company. I could, I could, mm-hmm. if I stay here and I left as a senior, I could have all of these skills and be able to bring those skills along with me as part of my career. Um, 
and if it's again very well defined i can see like i can have that conversation with my manager like okay here's here's my next step um i want to become a, a mid-level designer and i can create goals with them and you know work work on you know my skills and getting better in very specific ways so um yeah i think it's really great to have those for for the sake of growth for sure mm -hmm. so great thank you for answering my question <laughs> what are what are those what are the things um she brought up you know what is a senior designer what are some of those things at workfront that you guys use to gauge what a senior level designer is yeah, so what are those attributes. Um, um, I'll have to pull all those up, but you don't know them off the top of your head. Come on, I don't man. know. I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> but what I what I've really liked is like how how they made them so clear. So um, I'm gonna search search for this right now. Um, and do you do them, you have do you have a uh, while you're looking that up? Do you have like you obviously, I think you have like one-on-ones with your managers and stuff so that you're clear on mm -hmm. kind of where you're at all the time. Or do you do like like a yearly review type thing or is it kind of more along the way? Like how does that work too? Um, yeah, so basically the way we go about doing it is we have like, we have our one-on-ones with our managers every week. And during those one-on-ones we talk about, you know, all the regular stuff, like what's going on, how things are going. Um, and we also set some time aside for goals as well. Um, so the goals will, of course, feed into um, the the career development matrix, as they call it. Um, but basically, I got it pulled up now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you, um, to answer your question, we, we do it on a weekly basis where we talk about goals. So we'll define those goals pretty much quarterly and we'll like talk about it each week about how what we're doing to move forward with those goals um, and what we do on a more of a quarterly basis is we will rate ourselves and our manager will rate us as well. And then we meet together and talk about, you know, what the differences are, you know, where the, where we agree. And we'll talk about specifically where we feel like, um, you know, myself as a designer, as a, you know, contributor can actually improve to get to the next level. So they have it like broken out into all this, all of the sections of, of design. There's a section for research, um, for design, for communication, and um, also ownership, um, leadership and ownership. And um, inside of those sections, we have um, the rating scale of like this, this person is like an apprentice, a driver, or a mentor in all of these, mm -hmm. these sections. And it's broken up, you know, into even more subsections there, of course, like, um, like for, for example, like under research, they have like industry fluency, validation, discovery, for communications, you know, storytelling, d designing in the open, all that that sort of stuff, um, and so I I would be rated or I'd rate myself on how I feel like I'm doing. Am I a driver in this? And they also have definitions for what a driver is, or am I a mentor in this? And I could you know rate myself and see where I am. And then if if I come with with all of my stuff all the way to the top on mentor, <laughs> and my manager comes with my stuff lower in in the driver section. And we'll have a pretty interesting conversation about that, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, you can see where where I could um, grow for sure. Um, so it's a it's really good. And I think it's really important if you if your company does have these different levels um, to have them very well defined and have them very clear. So 
Um, that way I, as a employee can actually see where I need to go and what I need to do specifically to do that, to get to that level. Um, so I, I think it's really important to have that and I've appreciated having that at Workfront. So yeah, it's been nice. good. If, if you are working at a company that doesn't have that, I would definitely, you know, try to strive to, or like, you know, ask them like, what does it mean to be a senior designer at this company? Like, what do I have to do to become a senior? And how am I doing now? Where, where, where are the gaps um, in my performance um, so that I can get there? Um, and if there's nothing at all defined in your UX organization, um, they might have to start working on that. Um, otherwise, <laughs> it's going to be a vague mess and everyone will have, you know, different <laughs> different titles for different reasons. So, Well, then you won't know where you kind of stand in your own job, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like, does my boss think I'm an apprentice? Or, you know, like you said, I maybe I think I'm a mentor in all these areas. Mm-hmm. And my boss is like, nah, you're just an apprentice, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's like, well, nobody <laughs> told me. I didn't know. I thought I was doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> so is that like, mentorship stuff? Like if you have more things on the mentor, like I'm just kind of picturing like a matrix, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have more things in the mentor, more boxes checked off in that mentor side versus apprentice side, you're you're leaning more toward probably more toward the title of a senior, right? Um yeah, so we we actually have um, levels that are higher than senior. So um usually a driver is more on the senior side actually oh, okay. and mentor is like in the management or um, lead design role okay. um so yeah that's that's where you're like i'm really up there making the big bucks patrick yeah so you're you're still back in the apprenticeship area that <laughs> yeah, that's me yeah <laughs> we, we all know i'm i'm the junior designer that's been doing this for five six years <laughs> I was just going to gauge it based on money. I just Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. Not on skill level. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I don't know, man. I might... How much how much do you make, Patrick? <laughs> make. Yeah. I don't make anything. I don't make money. This is all free. Just like the podcast. This is all free. Yeah. I was uh, I was blessed to be in a family with billions of dollars, uh, so I don't need to make any money to do what I do. Yes, I you just, yeah I do this for one. the love of the game. You just have like a one dollar salary, one one dollar a year, right? Yeah. Well, bless you, Patrick. Bless you because all of us other designers are getting your money instead. Yeah. And I'm being very sarcastic when I say that. <laughs> Growing up in a relatively poor family, so. Um, yeah, well, I hope we answered your question. Yes, me too. I hope we answered her question about the, her first question about the senior designer, but also her second question about what we like to do at Halloween time. Yes. <laughs> What are, now, what are now, our Halloween traditions? Yeah, now you all know. Um, I know you've been asking this question many times. So we just <laughs> It's the most asked topic, though, by the way. Like, just so the yeah. audience knows, what we like to do, our, what our Halloween traditions are, is always the number one topic. We just didn't feel like we should talk about it because it wasn't really related to design. 
Yeah. I want to ask you one more question before we uh, before we split. Um, All right. How do you feel about Taco Bell uh, lately? Have you have you partaken of Taco Bell? Have you paid attention to what's happening at Taco Bell? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, they're, removing, the last time had... they're removing menu items. They are. Yeah. What's going on, Patrick? I I had Potatoes Taco are Bell. Gone like, now? I had a couple. I had Taco Bell a couple weeks ago, but it was just a quick and dirty drive-through experience. I wasn't looking, you know, closely at the standard. menu. Standard. Quick and dirty standard Taco Bell experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what are they taking off the menu? They're start, they took off a bunch of things on the menu. The, the 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 one I can really think of off the top of my head is the Mexican pizza. I guess is gone now. Hmm. I was never a big fan of that. I mean, I was. Like, I know it was a staple of Taco Bell for a long time. I never really had one. Um, the cheesy Fiesta potatoes are gone now, hmm. which I feel like are kind of a staple of Taco Bell. Like, I enjoy cheesy Fiesta potatoes from time to time. You know? Sure. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know that. That's... There's some other things they've removed, but I, I, off the top of my head, I can't, I don't know what they are. I have to look it up. Well, the problem is, Patrick, when you have a company that you know has so many wonderful products and you want to keep adding more, you know, your your menu can't keep getting bigger, right? You, you gotta you gotta trim some I of mean, the fat. I mean, when it's all the same six ingredients, couldn't you just keep continuing <laughs> yeah. to make more? <laughs> Maybe that's where the cheesy fiesta potato. The cheesy fiesta potatoes are like. <laughs> the ingredient you don't really use with anything else. I mean, they have like a burrito yeah. with them in them and stuff, but maybe they're like, hey, we got seven ingredients. What if we scale down to six? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, those changes, the ones you've mentioned, um, yeah, to, yeah, to me, they don't have much of an impact. You know, they, I, I never, I don't think I've had cheesy Fiesta potatoes. I don't know what form that, is it just like a, a bunch of potatoes with like cheese in it and stuff and is it yeah, just like you, in a little bowl like well do you remember when they had tater tots i can't remember what they were called but they had like little tater tots then they changed the tater tots to the fiesta, cheesy fiesta potatoes it's like a little bowl of potatoes like okay. uh it's it's like it's it's like uh tater tots but they're not tater totish and then they, they put, like, the cheese on It's like nachos, but with potatoes. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I don't think I've ever had them. <laughs> but well, I, you'll, I would never, be you'll never have them again. <laughs> so so this, is, this is one of two things, Patrick. Either they're, they're trimming the fat, you know, like we just talked about, or it's one of those things where they're taking it away because they're going to make it a limited thing that they'll bring back in the future to make us happy. Yeah, like nacho fries. Yes. Which so it'll be like for a long time. Yeah, that's rough. It's so then Taco masters. Bell, Taco Bell is going. If we're talking about the UX of holidays, Taco Bell is going the Christmas route. If they're doing it that way, hmm. where they they're gonna make you just wait and wait and wait for this thing. You never know what's gonna come, and then one day <laughs> it's gonna be here, and you're gonna go buy you know thirty um, cheesy Fiesta potato packs, and then you're gonna. <laughs> Eat it all in one day and be like, "Well, that wasn't worth it." And then that was not be worth totally the disappointed. Yes. <laughs> then you're gonna get sleepy. <laughs> and you're gonna be like, "I need to take a day off and just sit on the couch and sleep." Yeah. And not play with my toys. <laughs> have you? 
Uh, on a serious serious question though, uh, involving involving Taco Bell, have you had the have you had the grilled cheese burrito yet? The grilled cheese burrito. So is that the burrito that has the like the cheese on the outside that's just like? <laughs> Yes. Is that what the, okay, I've had that. You've had that? And that was one of the things, Patrick, that I was like really interested in because it's something I, I'm not much of a cook. Um, I'm a 90s kid. I use microwaves, you know, to make all my food typically. <laughs> but there was something I had invented. And that was something very similar to that that cheese on top of a tortilla thing. And so when I saw it, I was like, hey, this is great. This is this came from this is something that I made myself where when I go make my cheese enchiladas, not cheese enchiladas, my cheese quesadillas, Patrick, you know, you like you put them in the pan, got a little bit of oil in there. I would put a little bit of cheese on top, too. And it'd be put like it on this, the outside. I'd put it on the outside to be like a little yes. bit of crispy cheese, gives it some crisp and some extra flavor. It gives you something to look forward to before your tongue goes through the tortilla to get the cheese inside. <laughs> you get some cheese on the outside first. And I, I was really proud of that invention and Taco Bell, <laughs> they did it too. So that like validated my invention. So I'm, I'm really yeah. excited about that, that yeah, piece so of you're art. There. You're yeah. with them now. <laughs> that's my new, that's, that's my new favorite thing. And in fact, I really want one now that we're talking about it. Um, but yeah, that's my new favorite thing, man. That thing is so good. It's got the, it's got the, uh, the meat. It's got the nacho cheese on the inside. It's got the little red chip things. That I don't know what they really are, but they're good. Yeah. Got the beans, and then you got the uh, the best part is they put that like uh, jalapeno that that spicy jalapeno sauce in there. That nice. sweet, that yeah. sweet and spicy jalapeno sauce. Oh man, best. Love it. Best Love Taco it. Bell invention ever. If you get it in the box the grilled cheese box and you swap out the dumb taco and you get the nacho taco and then you swap out the dumb cinnamon see if they how do they get rid of how do they get rid of the potato things and not get rid of the cinnamon sticks you, you they nobody can't eats get rid that of crap cinnamon. right yes they i love those things back when i was getting the chalupa box patrick that was a lovely little treat to have to top off the meal <laughs> That's, those are the styrofoam packs in the box to keep everything lined up. You're not supposed to eat those. <laughs> then why do they cover them in sugar? <laughs> no, it, it, right now you're telling me changes that aren't that aren't hurting me, you know. But if if they got rid of those those little styrofoam things, that would hurt me. Hurt so okay. we might have as of now, this. I'm I'm good with with Taco Bell's changes. I trust them. I believe them. As a fast food company, I'm still, they, they got my back, they got, or I got their back, they got my wallet, and I'm good with yeah. that. If they start making changes in that direction, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. They've tugged at our heartstrings every once in a while, but they've never ripped our hearts out. Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. like, not like McDonald's. <laughs> what did McDonald's do to you? <laughs> uh, they're just not good. Yeah. I mean, I can't say they're not good because I do partake in McDonald's, but I just don't. I think I think the majority of their food is not good. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like they their, got a they got their... a solid cheeseburger and fries. Like it's it's okay. It's good. Sure. Yeah. 
I just don't think it's as good. Like if it's, you know, part of the original fast food burger area. Um, so this is not talking about in and out. <laughs> um, I would choose Wendy's over McDonald's. Yeah. Or as my kids call it, red hair girl. I would choose that over <laughs> McDonald's. How's the breakfast at Wendy's? Have you had the breakfast yet? I I haven't been since they released it. So I haven't I haven't had it, no. Well. Hmm. That that part is probably not as gonna it's not gonna be as good as McDonald's breakfast. It's not gonna have a McGriddle, you know, like McDonald's. Yeah, McGriddle or sausage biscuit or Yeah. All the good stuff. Mcmcdonald's makes a good hash brown too. You can eat a ton of those. They do. Those are those are excellent hash browns. And they're browns. so simple. Like it's it's the design of the hash brown that they have is so simple. You know? <laughs> it's just like just easy to hold, tastes good. It's great. It's phenomenal. Easy to hold. <laughs> is there something at McDonald's that isn't easy to hold though? No. <laughs> Patrick, okay. You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do because you made it to the end of this episode. That is share it. Share it with a coworker, share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter. Just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast though. Go buy a t-shirt over at designmuch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride. And then lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics. Use hashtag designmuchtopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuch.org contact and fill out the form.